excited that you've lifted this for man. Man. <laughs> I was gonna say that maybe we should put a poll out on In this uh, episode. I'm gonna say. <laughs> that okay. Well, that one's probably should be banned. Still. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think we can put. We should put a poll out on the Twitter sphere and see how people feel about. Do they care about their soft ears? Should we do PG thirteen? Should we just put the explicit tag on this podcast? Because no, I, I think feel we like should that's... definitely not do explicit. But <laughs> I just wanted to even though that... the goof. <laughs> that's where our, our our the heart of our <laughs> how we talk to each other normally. That's probably where our conversations would fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, I've ha- I don't know about you. I only swear as a comedy bit. I've never sworn for real in my whole life. <laughs> we'll ask the Twitter sphere what they think. What they think Yay. about us swearing in episodes. Twitter sphere, please tell tell us if we can say if we can say the F bomb. Well, it'll have Probably to be explicit not. if we say the F bomb. One of my friends oh, I don't like you say so gracious so you like you so graciously started our episode. I believe that's oh, the have case. fun sleeping I- that. I don't, one of my I friends know. is listening, and I know for a fact they have small children, so let's not do that uh, one. This okay, is a family-friendly right show now. where no one... PG-13, ever... maybe. Swears. Sure. Hello, Twitter sphere. Hello. Let me tell you the story <laughs> of a man named Edward Anatolievich Kiel, uh, often anglicized as Edward Hill. He was born Hi, in... welcome to Stone Houses. Amateur guy to fiction fable and No, this is important. I'm leading into it. <laughs> Got it. Okay, go for it. He was born September 4th, 1934, and died on June 4th of 2012, uh, and known as a Soviet-Russian baritone singer uh, and received many awards, uh, but he's most well-known for a 1976 recording of him singing a song... Uh, which the title translates to I am very glad as I'm finally returning home. Uh Yaokunrad Vedya Nakanats was Yrashtajas Demoy because of the onomatopoeic chorus which involves him saying trollolol which is the sound of a horse moving. But also it sounds like troll and so he adopted in the last years of his life did go by the name uh, Mr. Trollolo, <laughs> the stage name, which is all to say we're talking about trolls. We are talking about trolls. Trolls. Sorry. Welcome to Stonehouses. <laughs> this is a disgrace. Uh, an amateur guide to fiction, fable, and folklore. I'm Caitlin Bruder, and I'm Laura Bernadette Meeker. <laughs> on this, on this podcast. We never say fuck. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Sorry, you have to do this today, don't you? I'll yeah, I have to do stop. it. It has to go out today. <laughs> oh, no. I'm so sorry. I'll stop. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, welcome back. Yeah. A busy weekend. We've, been, we've done but... a very good job with episodes. The past two episodes have definitely gone up on time and with no yep. delays or breaks ever. Correct. Hey, <laughs> it's fine. That's cool. Good We're all game. trying our best. We try so hard. Oh my god, do we try. And we get so far. We try all the time. But in the end. In this institution. It doesn't even matter. <laughs>
I've been listening to a lot of very, uh, very like whiny punk rock in the car. Stuff that I would, I would probably call more like emo rock. My friend Crow gave me uh, like a good list of real punk rock, and then I was like, "But what if I just <laughs> listened to Fall Out Boy?" Perfect. What if I was just a trash human? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Lynn, are you done making the poll? No, I'm trying to look up what PG thirteen is allowed. What is allowed in PG thirteen? What profanity words are allowed in a PG thirteen movie? Um. There are no rules about what words are allowed or not in PG-13 films. The rating system is subjective, meaning the opinion of the viewer is appointed by MPAA to judge a film. God uh, damn it. Well, it's, oh, in the 80s, one F-word was allowed, but that's okay. no longer the case, so we don't get one F-word, so I have let's, to bleep what you're going Let's just not do... I'm saying let's go by early 2000s JRPG rules, which is no F-word, uh, and then you also get to say... All of the other things. And nothing, uh, not, nothing that's just, a slur, obviously. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we say horny, like, often. Horny and, isn't a swear. But it's still raunchy. Like, we're not, it's not like we're, we tiptoe around the swear words, but we still get into some themes. <laughs> Look, we're talking about the real world, which is extremely horny. Oh, my God. God. You okay, don't ask well, scientists found... whether or not they're allowed to discuss their <laughs> practice. <laughs> well, we will. We'll have to. We'll. I'll do more research, but I'll leave it. Okay, at... if you can come up with an appropriately equivalent word that doesn't sound too clinical, I will use that instead. No, I think it's a great word, and we use it a lot, and it's perfect. Look, myths are extremely funny, and I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that's the way life is. Well, now that we got all of that housekeeping, I guess, out of the way. Kaylin and I, I don't know how this will end up in the podcast, but Kaylin and I, like, set up to do this and then just did, like, a half hour of just maintenance because we haven't had a chance to talk to each other all week. So I hope you enjoy whatever the end product is. Because I said some really, like, hysterically funny things that made Caitlin <laughs> cry. It, it was kind of like yeah. that uh-huh. scene from Monty Python where the man dies laughing. And she might have to cut it out just for, like, mm-hmm. yeah. personal it was, it reasons. Was, it was our magnum opus, and some of it might not make the cut. So you'll Also, never, some you'll of never... it was pretty, like, directed. So good, yeah. Inside we jokes. It, we tried to script. Yeah, you missed, you missed a bit, but we'll... <laughs> Yes. This is also a great bit. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, let's do talk we have about Etymology Corner, Bernadette? Trolls. We sure frickin' do. <laughs> See? See? I'm being a good, a good lad. Uh, so, something that I think is pretty interesting, which I kind of knew, but, uh, but is another thing to actually, like, read from a reputable source, um, we're going to talk about trolls, and Woo-hoo. when you think about trolls, you're probably thinking about a whole mess of different creatures. You can think about tr- the troll shaws, those th- three lads who want real, real bad to eat some of that juicy hobbit meat, and later some of that hey, wormy you. dwarf meat, but were foiled by uh, quick thinking and our friend the sun, Mr. Sun, but also internet trolls, a.k.a. half of the people online... The that are all trolls. bad. 
Yeah. People who are... The online ones. Extremely online. Arguably worse than... Yeah. Sometimes I'd people prefer... eating trolls of lore. <laughs> Honestly, I'd prefer... Uh, I would prefer myself a good... A good child eater troll. Because that one, you can just, you know, uh, turn into stone and crack their head off. No legal repercussions because fantasy racism. Folklore. Yeah. Just yeah, be that way. Well, we'll talk more about troll uh, humanoid relations later, but. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the etymology corner. Ooh, Settle in. I'm ready. This is as. Sometimes from edamonline.com slash word slash troll. Uh, troll, verb, uh, the one that we're familiar with as in internet troll, uh, comes from to go about, stroll, or later roll side to side, trundle. Uh, specifically, the idea of like troll when it comes to internet troll comes from the word for fishing, where it's apparently... Same deal as troll or fishing, uh, but easily confused. Look, I don't fish. Not gonna <laughs> fish. Don't get at me. Uh, but you drag a baited hook through the water and um, and you try and catch stuff. The idea is like, don't feed the trolls. They're just trying to bait you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm -hmm. Because it's essentially uh, a kind of bad behavior encouraged by anonymity. Um, I yeah. won't. I won't swear here, but are you familiar with uh, Gabe's greater internet frickwad theory? I don't think I am. I think there have probably been more intellectual names come up for it since then, but I was introduced to it through the comic Penny Arcade uh, as a kid. The idea that uh, anonymity makes people 100% more likely to be big jerks for no reason because there's yeah. no one face-to-face -face calling them out on. Anyway, that's the basis of that. We're not talking about those because <laughs> those are mean and hurt my feelings online and with their mean words. Instead, we're going to talk about supernatural trolls. Uh, trolls. So, according to this supernatural being in Scandinavian mythology and folklore, 1610s, with an isolated use mid-14th century. From Old Norse troll, giant being not of the human race, evil spirit, monster. Uh, so, a lot of this comes down to people basically using the word troll for a million different things, because uh, in a lot of the source languages, it means basically magic. So it's kind of the Western equivalent of like yokai or uh, something like that, where it's one word that's used for 800 different things because there mm. are these isolated communities that use it for different words. Uh, it's from uh, trolleri or trilleri, which means magic. So anything that's not quite human, uh, but supernatural, uh, badly understood, gets put into that box if it wants to. It's kind of in that area in the West with goblins and fairies and things where the lines get blurred a lot because uh, yeah. this Lots is or stuff that's emerging organically, not someone doing, um, <laughs> uh, like, world building. <laughs> this is actual world building where it's our world that we have to live in. Yeah. So, yeah, trolls can be can be evil, can be cute, can be great, can be terrible. Uh, and it's one of those things where because of Scandinavian, it's a fairly easy word to track. So 
No internet fights this time. Sawi. Sad. I know. I'm extremely sad. So let's talk about trolls. Yeah. What are trolls? A lot of the like the way they're described like visually is generally they're they're ugly, they're big, they are like some of them are like merging with nature. Like the really, really big ones because they're so large. There's like plants and moss and lichen and stuff growing out, out their legs and stuff. Um, they're kind of described as they're not very sharp. They're kind of dense. They like to kind of tromp around messing with travelers. There are, though, on the other end, there are some, though, that look and act just like humans. So they're not particularly grotesque. There's lots of different types here. It's worth saying that the Wiki, or that the TV Tropes page... So, TV Tropes, if you haven't wasted uh, <laughs> many hours of your life on that good website, uh, has a couple of pages in, that have the theme of our elves are different, our aliens are different, etc., etc., the way of, of a piece of literature claiming to subvert uh, a mythological standard in some way. But the entry for trolls is all trolls are different because yeah. that is literally true that there's no consensus in mythology or in uh, modern folklore. But there is the uh, bog standard D&D slash Tolkien troll. Mm -hmm. Tolkien. These ones are the... Uh, Tolkien, Rolkin, Rolkin, like the Tolkien. The Yontar. The Yontar. Kind of that, that style, yeah. I they, like trolls. Yeah, they they borrow the their name and also a lot of like their features and how they are from like the ancient Norse ice giants. Mm -hmm. They're based superhero human. They're gigantic. Uh, they are some. They look physically like they're made from worn down stone. Got this wild wacky hair. They're really unkempt. The cities are the ones who usually have like plants growing out of their skin. Some of them are have like single eyes, like cyclops, or like multiple heads. Stuff like that. These are the ones who, who give you riddles to solve. Uh, these are the ones who guard bridges, um, fairy tale style, uh, or a lot of tabletop RPGs have this type of this type of troll. Yeah, I uh, it, completely by coincidence, uh, D and D Beyond puts up like weekly articles um, meant to kind of expand the game universe. Like they just did a thing on um, uh, overreaching as a mechanic, and I thought that was very interesting because mm -hmm. I wanted to do it as a paladin. But um, <laughs> I think the article last week was on playing a troll as a consummate survivor, someone who always chooses to uh, survive. Sorry, it's called, it's by uh, James Haig, and it's called How to Play a Troll Like a Relentless Survivor. So if you're interested in good old D&D trolls who tend to be big and green. Go check that out because um, those tend to be pretty fun. Especially if you're looking for new stuff to put in your fantasy game. <laughs> oh my god. What? I just opened my phone and Twitter was up and the poll was the first thing I saw and it's all go ham. <laughs> go ham? <laughs> it's not entirely. It's like 31% PG-13 and 69% go ham! <laughs> hmm. Mixed messages. Yeah. But no no one is asking for no swears yet, so... We have a few days. Sorry, I just... I opened my phone and it was up there. Oh my god. 
Hmm. Sorry, I had to do some. I I knew that there was someone who had worked on um, on this book that was a cruddy person. So I had to do some quick googling to make sure that I wasn't plugging an article by that person, but I wasn't. So there you go. There you Although go. you know, keep an eye out <laughs> in general. <laughs> Trust your senses. Anyway, uh, I like trolls. They're big and. Uh, dumb and powerful, and I feel like that's something I like very much. Me too. Um, a lot of them tend to be vulnerable to fire. Some of them in Tolkien and in a couple different versions are petrified by sunlight, which has to do a lot with the, oh, look, they're made from rock idea. Mm-hmm. But they ha- there's a lot more diverse versions than that. Please continue, friend. The The other kind of general generally widely accepted type of troll is the Hildrafolk, which was interesting for me because I was I kept reading as Hildefolk, which is not yeah. which is not the same thing, Those which fairies. was one of our pilot episodes I talked about Hildefolk, which maybe we'll circle back around to that one, but it is Hildrafolk, which I believe was it still means hidden folk or hidden people, but mm-hmm. it is not Icelandic. <laughs> the big uh, these these ones can be, these are the ones that are easily mistaken for humans. They can mm-hmm. be attractive, even. Um, they can be betrayed by their tails, well, which no. look either cow-like or fox-like, but are hidden by clothing. So we've seen this before, like, creatures mm-hmm. that are, can pass as human, but are often betrayed by some, other, some like, small Ooh. animalistic features, specifically tails. If you had to choose between, uh, I think it's in Good Omens, um, demons can't change their eyes, so... yeah. Or maybe that's just a fan art creation that they just like drawing Crowley with snake eyes. But would you rather not be able to change your eyes and have like green snake eyes or have a tail? I don't know. I feel like they both be pretty cool. Yeah, both would be pretty cool. But I feel like I might I might go with cool eyes. But what if the tail was prehensile and you could use it to like hold stuff? (laughs) I guess most tails aren't prehensile, but we're apes, right? We could have. Like a lemur tail. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that your is that your your deal breaker that you you'd go for the tail? Only if it could be like a U- lemur useful? tail where I could use it for stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. It's good to it's good to have differing opinions on, on this show. We have coming mm-hmm. from different from different angles. <laughs> yes. What diversity. Oh man. Um, yeah. The, Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> the use of the word troll. Which T R O W, in Orkney and Shetland, were originally used to mean things that were like the Hildra folk in Norway, but they think that this might be a connection to the word troll because troll and troll. And I don't know if that's what the what the validity of that is, but that's an interesting thing that I found. Uh, but then later, the word troll came became more specialized to kind of specifically the Jotun, the giant. Mm-hmm. Yotun, yeah, really, really big, giant, ice giant, similar type, and then the Hildrefolk kind of became just like little trolls or like oh, yeah. maybe fun, closer uh, to like gnomes. Fun idea. So, uh, Norse mythology has a lot to do with like giants, like Ymir at the yeah. beginning of the world and stuff. But I like that in the Marvel movies, uh, Loki is a Jotun uh, <laughs> from Jotunheim, and they're all just kind of big blue ice boys. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just like the idea that Loki is, of course he's a troll. That makes sense in a modern it does. way. It does. <laughs> yeah. This is very true. Oh, man, yeah. I like that. In 
the later Scandinavian folklore, trolls became their own things. They lived far away from humans. They were, like, uh, thought little of because they weren't Christianized. Whatever. And they were considered very dangerous. They were associated with a lot of, like, different types of landmarks, which there's one called, there's a thing called Troll's Tongue, which is at the top of a mountain kind of range, and it's this, like, flat protrusion coming out from the side of the mountain where it's thought that uh, a troll was petrified here in the sun, and that's its tongue sticking out, and you can go sit on it and overlook, like, the water and stuff. It's pretty cool. A lot of, like, different landmarks are explained by something to do with trolls. They are uh, often described as being very old, very strong, very slow and not very smart uh and then they're often described as man eaters yum yum chomp Uh, chomp yeah they have a little bit of like social organization that like they're some of them have like little communities yeah yeah little communities they like sometimes they like farm and like gather it's kind of i thought that was kind of just like cute and charming they're just a quaint little troll village a lot of them, uh, some versions have a lot of treasure. They're good at yeah, collecting yeah. it. Uh, don't really do much with it, but they, they sure do like have, to it. have it. Yeah. yeah, and you know humans are like that too. So that's yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I would like to put a little little uh, a little wall up. This is entering bummer territory, friends. We're gonna talk about bummer territory real quick. Hmm, I can't promise quick. Uh, like with many of our mythological creatures, especially those that are seen as slightly oddly shaped humanoids, mm-hmm. uh, trolls are one of those things that have historically been used to explain the neurodivergent, um, the physically different in any kind of way. Uh, there's this mm-hmm. thing in all media that makes me very angry, which is this kind of recency illusion of people talking about, like, well, how come people are only autistic in the last hundred years, or people are only deformed in this kind of way? One, super ableist. Two, mm-hmm. not true, people. Not true? It's, it's a thing where people reporting things as different things changes how yeah. people perceive uh, certain kinds of people, yeah. and... Um, as you might expect, trolls have a lot to do with some very uh, bad abuse of uh, differently abled people. And we should talk about that real quick in terms yeah. of, like, if, if a child was acting strangely or was uh, physically different, um, say, a lot of the things associated with, uh, like, with the way that a body is built, especially mm-hmm. for people with... Uh, with like down syndrome and stuff like that people got shunted into these categories and treated really horribly yeah this one specifically comes back to remembering from our first episode talking about changelings in a lot of like nordic and like scandinavian these these uh places with this lore changeling stories were children babies being replaced with literal troll babies so that is one very sad way to treat a child who you thought did not look how you were expecting it to but it it fits in that similar vein yeah i feel like this probably doesn't need to be said if you're listening to this but i just want to reiterate our feeling that all people uh who are are born it with any mental faculty are you know worth being a person and worth being thought of as a person yeah so yeah maybe uh 
Uh, just keep that in mind when you're writing your trolls, I guess, or thinking mm. about troll history because um, mythology, huh? A lot of it, <laughs> yeah, has been used for bad things. Yeah, basically, it's one yeah. every episode we come across. It just kind of know know your lore and don't perpetuate mm, things nice in a babies. way that be nice to babies. Autism is not a disease. Yeah, just because someone doesn't look or act like you doesn't mean that they're inhuman. They're not evil. They're not baby swaps. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, marker, marker. Probably end of bummer territory. I guess we'll see. Uh, but we'll find out. We yeah. find out. We sometimes find our way back. We'll get. We'll we'll handle that when we get there. <laughs> yeah. We'll ha- handle that, etc. Cetera, cetera. So, uh, some Chotnars or whatever uh, trolls are magic. Some of them mm, yes. come from the moon. Uh, it's one of those things where really there are any <laughs> kind of troll. Yup. I haven't seen that. Uh, we'll talk more about pop culture because there's so many different good versions in pop there culture. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to bring on a personal note that one of my, I moved around a lot as a kid, so I don't really have one hometown. But mm. my high school hometown is... Uh, is troll capital of the world. Good. So it's full of these wooden troll statues, and it has a really big Scandinavian population. Uh, so you see on occasion, um, like, troll piles or whatever, whereas, like, little stone cairns, kind of like what we have on our logo. But um, it's more of the s- small, squishy-faced, jaggedy... Uh, like trolls with all the hair kind of thing. Yeah, like before yeah, yeah. they made trolls cute for the yeah. new movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's that trolls, but big and wooden. Also there's this okay. <laughs> so uh on the main street there are a bunch of trolls, uh different kind of troll statues. There's a like a mayor troll who's got a little <laughs> jacket and a key to the city. Um cute. And there's a troll with like an ice cream cone and stuff like that. Uh I won't lie, it's extremely touristy <laughs> but um there's this a few years ago i want to say when i was in high school there was this festival where they were carving a neutral out of this kind of big weirdly shaped piece of wood and it became what i think most people here call the spider troll <laughs> which is this tall troll <laughs> with really freaking long arms and it's the creepiest <laughs> looking crap because oh, it's no. head and Whatever is still in proportion with how all of the other trolls are made, which are kind Mm -hmm. of short and squat and cylindrical. But because of the branches, they carve these really long arms, and so they had to carve two other trolls to be holding it up. And it's creepy looking, and no one likes it. Or at least that's my opinion. Um, Oh my god. Anyway, a lot of of trolls. Speaking of troll, like, just sculpture art in the mm-hmm. world there is a, a troll in seattle called the fremont troll that's like this like troll that's kind of like it's several probably oh god mm-hmm. i can't i don't five feet five or geez five meters not five feet so like 18 feet uh and it like is looks like its torso is like crawling out of the ground it's, it lives underneath a bridge it's really cool and i laughed when i was like looking around for statue stuff because i was like Brenna saw this in person. I think her f- oh, photo, yeah. her Facebook photo is with this troll right now. 
<laughs> That's her like role. Yeah, it's a very cool sculpture, and I really like it. And it lives under the bridge, and it looks very fun, and I kind of want to hang out with it. It's real big. It looks like some people dress it up, and I think that's cute. Yeah, I it's... saw it with, like, a little crown on it. Yeah, it's cute. But we also had, we had this little, like, it's a, I feel like it's a pretty, like, a common, like, people would know it if they had seen it before. These little, like, couple inches tall wooden carved trolls with the little, like, glass eyes and, like, the puffy, puffy hair. Um... Like kind of sitting, wearing like a little like almost later hosen that I think my mom got when she was traveling. But like, I always had it growing up, and it was just like a fixture in the house. And mm-hmm. I always like vacillated between I'm terrified of this thing and I love it so much. Like <laughs> that sounds right. Like that's how I feel about uh, the ones we have in town, and also like yeah, the wooden ones. Um, I want to say you. I want to say we had ours from, you know, one of these Scandinavian kind of stores, but yeah, yeah. just kind of either unsettling or endearing. What's the word? Gonk. Where it's <laughs> ugly cute. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nice. That's them. Big gonk. And uh, I think that applies pretty well to the, uh, I have to look up the history of the troll toys. Because we're going to talk about that, because I want to talk about troll dolls before they got cute. I guess, uh, whatever. So, um, I always thought troll dolls were friggin' terrifying. Um, (laughs) But that said, apparently they are based off of um, Danish good luck dolls, the wooden ones. So that's probably what we had. Um... Oh, no. (laughs) So I want to read you just this paragraph because it's pretty good. Uh, The dolls or... Oh, they were called gonk trolls in the United Kingdom. Maybe that's why gonk is the word for ugly cute. I wonder if that's the origin. Um, The dolls were originally created in 1959 and became one of the United States' biggest toy fads in the early 1960s. (laughs) They became fads again in brief periods in the 1970s through the 1990s, and were copied by several manufacturers under different names. Uh, During the 1990s, several video games and shows were created based on the troll dolls. In 2003, the Dom Company restored their United States copyrights, stopping unlicensed production. In 2005, (laughs) the brand was modernized under the name Trolls with a Z, but it failed terribly in the marketplace. (laughs) And then in 2010, they announced they were going to make Trolls, and they... uh, 2016, they released the film Trolls, which was apparently a real big success. Um, <laughs> I have seen it once. With my I watched it. parts of it on uh, on Netflix. I gotta say the like um, the felting effect. I want to say the way they have the soft surface on the trolls was really good. It looks like it's made out of felt is what I mean. There's a word for it uh, when you have like a hard surface that has something like that. There's uh, yeah, there's a word for it, but it's, it's, it's nice and it's soft and it looks good and I can see why kids like it because it's it's very aesthetically pleasing. This is true. And it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I'm glad that kids have this to enjoy and watch. Yes. Um, so apparently, so here's what I got to say is that apparently these were originally created uh, by a woodcutter, uh, and they were 
fairly common, but then they became plastic. The first ones had uh, sheeple hair and glass eyes, but obviously not true anymore. But um, uh, in 2005, they were th- tried briefly to be like a fashion doll. <laughs> didn't work out, but the apparently the recent thing was very successful, which reflects probably in the fact that uh, my hometown actively benefited from the film financially. <laughs> kids, uh, kids coming to have troll birthdays. Oh god. Yeah. Hey, look, you gotta stay afloat as a small town. I'm trying to look up pictures of I'm looking at pictures of troll figurines now and trying to see if I can find I the one really that we have in my like house right them. now. It's got like it's a long the eyes. A big long nose. Like there's some that show up that are similar, like a similar style. But it's not quite the one that we have. I don't know. They've just they got like the pink 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 cheeks and like pink nose. Big big puffy fuzzy hair. Fucking dead eyes. Uh yeah, the ones if you look up a wooden troll doll on uh, Google Images. About the fifth one over is what the trolls in my town look like. They're kind of big and ugly and weirdly lopsided. Uh, <laughs> I love it! Because a lot of them are just carved out of one section of trunk of, like, a big tree. Yeah, The yeah. idea is that it's a compact design that is all kind of out of this one cylinder. I see. Yeah. Uh, I'll send you a picture of... I wonder if I look up... There's some of these that are, like, really cool. Look, like, it's not these... worth lying. It's it's not worth uh, hiding it. It's Mount Horeb. Go to Mount Horeb if you want to see big trolls. Uh, <laughs> it's in Wisconsin, troll capital of the world. My dad's office had uh, the fairy troll outside of it. Um, just look up Mount Horeb spider troll, and the first image is that horrible statue that I hate. <laughs> Hold on. Uh... I hate him so much. He's so creepy. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> I'm so afraid. What? Yeah. Oh, he's got little friends. Got little friends to hold him up on account of how he's uh, does, he's some kind of horrible creature. Oh my god, these are awesome. Yeah. Uh, if you do these. come here, the grumpy troll makes our own root beer, and it's good. Hmm, nice. I am looking at these, like, oh, Jesus, some of these are so uncanny valley. They're freaking me out. Uh, These, like, sculptures that it looks like it says artist hides, like, wooden giants in the woods in Copenhagen. And they're these giant trolls made out of, like, wood, but, like, not, like, carved out. They're, like, they're very very geometric. And I am a fan of these. I I think they're very fun. They're so big. I like yeah, they—they they are not very naturalistic, but they're very good. No, but they're so cute. I really there's this one that's kind of like standing and peeking between two trees, and I like that one a lot. That one looks. I like, like a their tails. Yeah, I, like, I think all trolls should have tails. They're cute. They are. Man, I want to go. I'm gonna be post on top some. Of a giant troll. Oh my god, there's one under the bridge. I'm gonna post so many photos of these on the Twitter. Oh, they're so cute. These are by. Hold on. Uh, Danish artist Thomas Dambo is inspiring nature lovers to explore the unknown depths of Copenhagen Forest by hiding six giant sculptures throughout six different municipalities in the area. 
The open air sculpture treasure hunt, as he calls it, takes wanderers through, oh god, Rodorv? Oh, I don't speak, and I can't, I, I don't know if I can read <laughs> any of these, these places, um, to expose the curious to these stunning sceneries. They're cute! Yeah, I'm gonna post a bunch of photos of these because they're really, they're awesome. So, um, don't, I, I realize that this is kind of viewing into pop culture corner, but I want to talk about the film Troll Hunter. Yeah! Oh my god, I really like that movie. <laughs> it's, uh... It's kind of a found footagey. Yes. Oh, it's so horror? good. Uh, thrill? Th- what? Horror thriller. Kind film. of. In the yeah. Anyway, uh, it's a very good film that's on Netflix, and you should watch. Uh, it's uh, Norwegian. I don't know who if it was like distributed exclusively through Netflix, or if that's just in the United States. I think it's probably U.S. at the very least. But it is a very good movie that involves a bunch of different kinds of trolls. Yeah, um, it's really cool. It's the the uh, IMDb description is a group of students investigate a series of mysterious bear killings, but learns that there are, are much more dangerous things going on. They start to follow a mysterious hunter, learning that he's actually a troll hunter, and it's really really cool. It's like very like uh, conspiracy theory like found footage really cool i enjoy i'm a, it a big lot. fan of any found footage film that tries to like naturally incorporate cgi or puppets or anything where they try and really make it look like almost like shooting a nature documentary yeah yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. the less you see of it fan. at first the better yeah well it would it looks like so it was released originally in in norway but there it the box office there's an opening weekend in the usa so it, it came it came to theaters. Oh, which was cool. Which Shows what I know. Well, I mean, but, I I found it through Netflix too a yeah. couple of years ago. In the uh, in the movie, they eat rock. Uh, yeah, and they can't process vitamin D, which is why they either turn to stone or explode in the presence sunlight. of sunlight. Yeah, uh, and uh, they they can smell Christians. Yeah, so <laughs> I'd be fine. <laughs> But, um, also, uh, it's worth saying that in Scandinavian folklore, people used to use Christian to mean humans, as in there were humanoid Mm -hmm. things, but only humans could be Christian. So, uh, in the show, though, literally, they can smell. In the movie, though, they can literally smell Christians. Smell your faith. (laughs) I can smell it. I can smell Mm -hmm. the shame. (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah it's a very good film i like hans he's very grumpy um it's been a while since i've seen it i want to watch it again. like a lot Erector- of films yeah um it's good people gonna get hurt so don't like don't watch it if you don't like horror i think yeah probably. yeah probably i really wise. well i really don't like horror but i really enjoyed that movie so i mean if that gives you any Inkling into it, I guess. I, I, I don't I don't do horror, but I I did enjoy that movie thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's not completely um dehumanizing of yeah. trolls, if that makes sense. Like it, they aren't considered um uh unambiguously monstrous, and I think that is very good stuff. Yeah. I just looked, IMDb said, lists its genres as drama, fantasy, and horror, which sounds pretty, pretty legit. Sounds about mm-hmm. right. 
Yeah, it's good. So I think it's worth a watch. Please go watch it. I'll talk. Uh, in Denmark, troll-like creatures are often record recorded or like called trolled folk, which would be just troll folk. Uh, beard trolled, which would be mountain trolls, or berg troll, or excuse me, berg folk, which is mountain folk. And then in Norway, they also call them trolled folk, which is troll folk, and then tusser, which I did not find an explanation on that. They're just that's just another way to call them. Uh, Norway and Sweden, specifically near the mountains, that that type of countryside, they're just large boulders kind of everywhere, which realistically were probably left by like glacial glaciers dropping off kind of bits of rock as they melted. But uh, the, uh, according to folklore, these boulders didn't get here by accident. A lot of them were thrown by giant trolls, like as weapons or defense or like hunting or just you know causing mayhem. Uh, or some of them could be bodies of trolls that uh, turned to stone when the sun came up. They, like we said, usually kind of isolate themselves from human civilization, living in caves or forests or mountains, uh, away from away from humanity. Uh, there's no real form of government amongst like the tiny little troll societies we've we talked about. Um, mm -hmm. If they live together, at best, I saw uh, the strongest of them might be crowned king, who has the right to order others around. If you're if you're oh, big voice. and strong, you can beat people up. Uh, talking about ways to dissuade uh, trolls, it was supposedly one of Thor's thunderbolts, and then the ringing of church bells that first uh, drove them into exile. So lightning frightens away all all troll troll creatures. Um, <laughs> the lack of trolls in modern Scandinavia is sometimes explained as, quote, the result of the accuracy and efficiency of the lightning strikes. So <laughs> Troll got real good at, like, no-scoping trolls. Uh, or Thor got really good at no-scoping trolls. And that's why there aren't so many of them anymore. <laughs> Aww. Uh, Aww. And a, quote, consequence of the din constant din of church bells uh, caused a lot of trolls to leave different lands. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, in some ways, uh, in some myths, church bells also turn trolls into stone yeah so. yeah 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 uh that's why a lot of trolls like trolls? to destroy churches Dro wow a lot of words are hard a lot of trolls like to destroy churches that are under constructions or even just completed ones to make sure that the the bell doesn't chime um there are like we talked about earlier a lot of different scandinavian landmarks that are like stone or whatever are described as trolls who could have turned to stone upon whatever reasoning uh, church bells, sunlight, lightning, all of the above. Uh, when I was in Iceland, there were so many, like, mountain cliffs, mountainsides. Maybe I'll post a photo of some of them where it literally just looks like a face coming out of, like, the side of a rock. And so it's, like, so easy to see how that lore, like, came to be because it l looks like a some humanoid creature turned into stone. I think I have a, there's a photo of me next to one that's just, like, it looks like a big nose kind of a thing and I'll, I'll i'll put that on the i'll put that up on twitter because it's really fun i was really really intrigued i took so many photos of like things that looked like people and like we've talked about in other episodes we are trained to see patterns and recognize things uh, especially other people so we can mm -hmm. that's why we see faces we see a face in the moon we see faces and in, in things like that so i think that's kind of cool and it's really easy to make that that connection about how this how this myth came to be yeah i love that for rocks especially yeah. Cool. It's like, oh, a little frozen troll. A little frozen troll. <laughs> a little frozen troll. 
uh, a lot of the, like what they're attributed with as far as skill and stuff is really all they've got is brute strength and then their connection to nature. They uh, they're often like described as like uprooting trees to use as clubs and like hurling massive boulders at people. Um, a lot. Some of them are apparently some of them are capable of stirring up thunderstorms or avalanches. And they're so big they can just wreak natural mayhem. Littler trolls are usually considered more advanced than the giant Gantor friends. Uh, they're, they sometimes are a little trickier. Uh, some of the women apparently have voices that can mimic wind and waterfalls, and they like to lure humans into the wilderness with their sweet songs. So again, we get very siren-esque, um, a thing that we've, we've heard a lot uh, in other stories. And then some have, like, minor magical abilities, like you kind of mentioned earlier, where they will make people fall asleep, they will make you lose track of time, or see, like, a glamour of, like, treasure or something to try to draw them away from their path and probably eat them. They got stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But you had some stories you wanted to tell. Oh, I have uh, one story from the Swedish fairy book by... Uh by Clara Strobe, Strube, uh, which I'm not going to read all of, but I just wanted to recommend if you have the time, because I think we have probably a lot of pop culture corner. <laughs> um, but uh, this is also on Project Gutenberg. Yay, Gutenberg. Once upon a time, there was a poor widow who found an egg under a pile of brush as she was gathering kindlings in the forest. She took it and placed it under a goose, and when the goose had hatched it, a little boy slipped out of the shell. The widow had him baptized Nus, and such a man was such a lad was a rarity, for when he was more than five years old, he was grown and taller than the tallest man, and he ate in proportion, for he could swallow a whole batch of bread in a single sitting, and at last the poor widow had to go to the commissioners for the relief of the poor in order to get food for him. But the town authorities said she must apprentice the boy at a trade, for he was big enough and strong enough to earn his own keep. So Nos was apprenticed as a smith for three years for his pay he asked for a suit of clothes and a sword each year a sword of 500 weights for the first year one of 10 hundred weights the second year and one of 15 hundred weights the third year but after he had been in the smithy only a few days the smith was get glad to give him all three suits and all three swords at once for he smashed all his iron and steel to bits Nos received his suit and swords, went to a knight's estate, and hired himself out as a serving man. Once he was told to go to the forest to gather firewood with the rest of the men, but sat at the table eating long at the hour after the others had been driven off, and when he had satisfied his hunger and was ready to start, he saw two young oxen as he was to drive waiting for him. But he let them stand and went into the forest, seized two of the largest trees growing there, tore them out by their roots, took one tree under each arm, and carried them back to the estate. And he got there long before the rest, for they had to chop down the trees, saw them up, and load them onto the carts. On the following day, Nos had to thresh. First he hunted up the largest stone he could find, rolled it around in the grain so that all the corn was loosened from the ears. Then he had to separate the grain from the chaff, so he made a hole in each side of the roof of the barn, and stood outside the barn and blew, and the chaff and straws flew straight into the yard, and the corn remained lying on a heap on the floor. His master happened to come along, laid a ladder up along the barn, climbed up and looked down into one of the holes. 
but Nos was still blowing, and the wind caught his master, and he fell down and was nearly killed on the stone pavement of the court. He's a dangerous fellow, thought his master. It would be good to be rid of him. Otherwise, he might do away with all of them. Besides, he ate so much that it was all one could do to keep him fed. So he called Nos in, paid him his wages for the full year on one condition that he leave. Nos agreed, but said he must be first decently provisioned for his journey. So he was allowed to go into the storehouse himself, where he hosted a, uh, hoisted a flitch of bacon over one shoulder, a slid a batch of bread under each arm, and took leave. But his master loosed the vicious bull on him. Nos, however, grasped him by the horns and flung him over his shoulder, and thus he went off. Then he came to a thicket where he slaughtered the bull, roasted him, and ate him together with the batch of bread. When he had done so, he had just about taken the edge off his hunger. Then he went to the king's court, where great sorrow reigned, because once upon a time, when the king was sailing out to sea, a sea troll had called up a terrible tempest so that the ship was about to sink. In order to escape his life, the king had promised the sea troll to give him whatever came his way when he had first reached shore. The king thought his hunting dog would be the first coming come running to meet him, but instead his three young daughters came rowing out to meet him in a boat. This filled the king with grief. He vowed that he would, whoever delivered his daughters should have one of them as a bride, whichever he might choose. But the only man who seemed to want the reward was a tailor named Red Peter. Sorry, my reading's not very good today, but y'all can suffer, I guess. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, Nos was given a place at the king's court, and his duty was to help the cook. But he asked to be let off the day the troll was to come and carry away the oldest princess, and they were glad to let him go, for <laughs> for when he had to rinse the dishes, he broke the king's vessels of gold and silver, and when he was brought, taught to bring firewood, he brought in a whole wagon load at once so that the doors flew from their hinges. The princess stood on the seashore and wept and wrung her hands, for she knew what, for she could see what she had to expect. Nor did she have much confidence in Red Peter, who sat on a willow stump with a rusty old saber in his hand. Then Nose came and tried to comfort the princess as well, as he knew, and asked her whether or not she would comb his hair. Yes, he might lay her he his head in her lap, and she combed his hair. Suddenly there was a dreadful roaring out to sea. It was the sea troll who was coming along, and he had five heads! <laughs> Red Peter was so frightened that he rolled off his willow stump. Nose, is that you? cried the troll. Yes, said Nose. "'Haul me up to shore,' said the troll. "'Pay out the cable,' said Nose. "'Then he hauled the troll ashore, "'but he had his sword of five hundred weights at his side, "'and with it he chopped off all five of the troll's heads, "'and the princess was free. "'But when Nose had gone off, Red Peter set, put his... "'Red Peter put his saber to the breast of the princess "'and told her she would kill her "'unless she said she was her deliverer. Uh, <laughs> "'Then came the turn of the second princess. "'Uh... Look, Nose kills the troll three times, uh, another troll with ten heads, and then another troll with fifteen heads, and Nose cuts it first with the hundredweight sword, then the five hundredweight sword, and then the fifteen hundredweight sword, uh, and, and, uh, Red Peter lies a whole bunch. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Red Peter lies, and then, uh, I don't think... God, I'm so bad at reading today. My brain is... is real dumb. Um, anyway, let's get back on, on to this. <laughs> uh, 
what Nos just kind of goes off doing what he wants, uh, and then uh, the last one is a half ounce short. It's not uh, weighty enough, the sword. So the troll takes the last princess real sad. Sorry. Oh. The tro- heads grow back again, apparently. Oh, uh, one day Nose was growing going along and he met a man carrying a church on his back. You are a strong man, you are, said Nose. No, I am not strong, said he. But Nose is at the king's court. He is strong, for he can take steel and iron and weld them together with his hands as though they were, they were clay. And Nose says, well, I'm the man of who you are speaking. Come, let's travel together. And so they wandered on. And then they met a man who carried a mountain of stone on his back. You are strong, you are, said Nose. No, I'm not strong, said the man with the mountain of stone. But Nose at the king's court, he is strong, for he can weld together steel and iron with his hands as though they were clay. Well, I am Nose, so let's travel together, said Nose. So all three of them traveled along together. Nose took them on a sea trip, but I think they had to leave the church. This literally says, but I think they had to leave the church in the hill of stone ashore. While they were sailing, they grew thirsty and lay along an island, and on the island stood a castle, so they went to go for a drink. This was the island in which the troll lived. The first the man with the church went, and there sat the troll with the princess on his lap, and she was very sad. He asked for something to drink. Uh, help yourself, the goblet is on the table, said the troll. But he got nothing to drink, for he could not move the goblet from its place, nor could he raise it. The man with the hill of stone went in and asked for a drink. Help yourself, the goblet is on the table, said the troll. Uh, Nose himself went into the castle, and the princess was full of joy and leaped down from the troll's lap when she saw was he. Nose asked for a drink, and of course, Nose could reach the goblet and emptied it with a single draught. Then he hit the troll across the head with the goblet so that he rolled from his chair and died. Nose took the princess to the royal palace, and oh, how happy everyone was. They recognized Nose again, for they had woven silk ribbons into his hair when they combed it. But he could only marry one of the princesses, whichever he preferred, so he chose the youngest. And when the king died, Nose inherited the kingdom. As for Red Peter, he had to go into the nail barrel. And now you know all that I know. I assume the other two men married the other two princesses? I don't freaking know. Look, let's be honest. This is kind of a wild story. Yeah. I like that Nose is just like, and he's real big, hatched out of an egg. Uh, I like that he was such a nuisance that he basically got away with everything. Like, <laughs> he, well, he keeps smashing all my stuff. Better pay him the full amount. Oh, he keeps smashing all my stuff. Please leave. <laughs> there you go. That's new life hack. Smash stuff and you'll be fine. Checks out to me. I'm sorry that I can't say words today. Uh, uh, y- y- oh boy. <laughs> but, uh, look, the moral of this story is be real big and real strong, and you can do whatever you want, and no one can stop you. That seems like a yeah. good moral. Yeah. Also, be nice to ladies, I guess. Be, like, do nice, normal things with them, like hair braiding. (laughs) I like that they recognized him because they had braided flowers into his hair and not because they had just spent a bunch of time with him. (laughs) Why are people in fairy tales so bad at recognizing recognizing faces? It's just the way it is. Yeah. They... Yeah. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. I have well. a a small story that I will 
run through real quick just because I think it's kind of funny. Maybe not that funny, but I think it's it's a good testament to like how one way one of the few ways to deal with trolls is to fool them because Ooh. they're just big and strong. And there's a story about a boy named Askeladdon who is the youngest son of a farmer and they need to like they need wood to sell to pay their debts. You know, most people are sad and in debt in fairy tales. So his older two brothers went into the forest and they couldn't get anything. They were scared away by a troll. So this young, the youngest boy went in with a piece of cheese to keep him from starving. And that's this, this cheese is his <laughs> saving grace. So he encounters this angry troll and he pulls out this piece of cheese and I guess convinces the troll that it's a rock. And he squeezes this piece of cheese until the whey comes out of it. And fools the troll into thinking that he just squeezed a rock until it turned to liquid. Wow, amazing. Um, so he was uh, startled and fearing this strength he offered to help this little kid with his woodcutting. Uh, and after they worked on this for several hours, I'm assuming, the troll invited him to come back for dinner. Uh, and he was kind of like, Starting the fire or whatever, he pointed to these two huge buckets and he was like, all right, little boy, go fetch me water. You're real strong. And the little boy realized there's no way he could carry these buckets. I'm assuming they're like the size of him if this troll is a giant. Uh, he couldn't probably carry a bucket on its own, much less filled with water. So he told the troll that they were much too small for him and that they would he would just bring the whole spring back instead. And the troll didn't want the whole spring at his house clearly so they switched they switched jobs and the little boy tended the fire while the troll went and got water to make porridge for them um and when the porridge is ready the little boy suggests they have an eating contest so they just eat just copious amounts of porridge <laughs> and the but the little boy had put like his knapsack under his shirt and was like filling it with porridge as he was eating and the troll didn't notice so once it was full, he, like, slashed a hole across his, quote-unquote, stomach, across this knapsack, and let all of the porridge fall out, and then kept eating. <laughs> uh, and when the troll was full and couldn't eat anymore, the boy was like, well, just cut a hole in your stomach, and then you can keep eating, like me. And so, that's like, I guess he had appeared to have done, and so the troll, being stupid, no. did so, and promptly died. So the boy took all of the gold and silver, and the farmer could pay off his debts. And so, hooray! <laughs> oh, fool trolls to pay off your student loans. Yeah. So, moral of that story. Fool them into self mutilation. Checks out. Checks out. <laughs> yeah, I like uh in the classic one is in the Hobbit. He just stalls the trolls. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. yeah. Some good stuff. Too bad those movies were such garbage. <laughs> yeah, the the Tolkien actually was one of the main contributors to bringing like this type of troll back into kind of the limelight a little bit. He and sure did that for a lot of things. Did that for a lot of things exactly. Like the the reason, like if you play what RPGs, why trolls are kind of like a big thing in there. Um, and that's what a that, big nerd. As, yeah, a lot of things stem back to Tolkien, as we all are aware. Yes. Well, he liked mythology a lot and liked yeah. putting it all on one thing, and people really like those books. And this is I, true. I think that can be a a, a blanket good thing we've decided yeah. for this episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, into that. 
Uh, Did you have any? Pop culture have... to corner. Pop culture corner. Awesome. All right, let's start with D&D. So I, I'm assuming there is a real troll, and I think that I'm looking at a real one. I am, like, not sure sometimes when I'm looking at things online if they're real or homebrew, but I'm assuming mm-hmm. this one is for realsies. So the troll in Dungeons & Dragons 5e, they have keen smell. They have advantage on uh, perception checks that rely on smell. They have a regeneration, so they regain 10 hit points at the start of their turn. If they take acid or fire damage, however, the trait doesn't function until the start of their next turn. Uh, The troll dies only if it starts its turn with zero hit points. And doesn't doesn't regenerate. So They're hard to kill. Unless you've got fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have a multi-attack. They have the, the bite and the claw. And then, yeah. Dark vision of 60 feet, more than more than your average humanoid. Uh, they speak giant, and they are a challenge rating five. They are not. They don't have very many brain stats. They're negative two to charisma, negative one to wisdom, and negative two to intelligence. But hey, plus man, five to constitution and plus four to strength. So good luck. Hey, yeah, I mean, they're very big and very good at smacking people around. Mm-hmm. I, man. Giants, man. Giants <laughs> and trolls and orcs. They can do some damage. They really can. Um, yeah. And then into pop culture. So I, my list is actually uncharacteristically short, only because it was extremely hard to find a list of trolls in media, because every time I look it up, I just find, like, the origins of internet trolls. And I was like, that's oh. not what I want to look into. So I found as many as I could. So feel free list, to feel yeah. free to chime in, because... I'm sure there are many things that I am going to miss because these things are everywhere. So obviously, like we talked about, the Tolkien verse, the Hobbit, Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings, that kind of a thing. Uh, Adventures of a Teenage Dragon Slayer, uh, Box Trolls, The Boy Who Loved Trolls, Moomin, Enchanted, Frozen, uh, Hansel and Gretel. Every pretty much every iteration of the there's like the uh, the Witch Hunters one had them in there yeah. and some other versions of Hansel and Gretel. Uh, Troll Hunter, like we talked about, The Snow Queen Two, The Little Troll Prince, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Troll and I, which is a video game, uh, Thundercats, and Monster High. I don't know if you know any off the top of your head that I am missing, but I know uh, that there's tons and tons and tons. This is just all the internet was stuff? able to provide uh, for me. Oh, there are tons. So um, in Discworld, they're really interesting because they have um, silicon brains. and Ooh. like. Uh, so the thing about trolls is the reason they don't function well in the sunlight is because they literally overheat. Uh, like they're made of minerals and they overheat they're like computers uh but they get smarter if it's cold so a troll nearly comes up with a universal uh uh, a unified theory of mathematics when he's stuck in a meat locker but he doesn't uh but some of them like yetis have these like um like these uh, silicone tube insulators and stuff like that um and the smartest trolls uh, have these brains made of diamond at, well they all have brains made of diamond but some of them have diamond bodies so they can regulate their internal temperature and be smart all the time and uh, and as you might expect there's a conflict between trolls who are made of minerals and uh, dwarves who like minerals and would like to <laughs> to get at those especially the diamond parts anyway um, king of trolls works towards peace and diplomacy and i like that um i like i think that's that's a big one that i think is very good uh there's also the alternians 
The old, yeah, the old reads. Which, fun fact, fun fact, this was going to be a, a yeah. Homestuck joke. This episode <laughs> was supposed to go out on 413, but we ended up having oh, to right. miss an episode, so... It's fine, but just it's know fine. that in our heart of hearts, All this was supposed Caitlin's to be... dreams have been crushed. Um, it's okay. So but yeah, they're not really trolls. They're just called trolls. They're technically uh, Yeah, aliens. I like that it's kind of like a... Uh, In-universe, it's almost like just a, a mythological joke. Yeah, of, it is. Yeah, it's a, play, it's a play to... on, like, internet trolling and also... Yeah, but they're them. also aliens. They're also aliens, Yeah. So sadly, uh, we didn't we didn't get to make that good, good homestuck joke, but that's womp, all right. Womp womp womp. There are so many good trolls, and they're so different. Uh, the one in uh, Hellboy Two, oh, aka the yeah. good Hellboy movies, uh, <laughs> eats cats, which makes Hellboy <laughs> very upset because he loves yeah! cats. Yeah. Yes. Uh, very and good. there's the musical episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is very not safe for work, etc. I don't know. Interesting. Um, but <laughs> still a good thing. They're like bridge trolls in so many things. Uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern has a recurring guest who's a bridge troll. Uh, awesome. He doesn't like his job, but he also sounds like a bad John Lennon impression, so. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's pretty diverse. Um, there's some smart trolls, some dumb trolls. They do a lot of... There's a lot of things to enjoy yeah. if you enjoy um, trolls. These fun, funky dudes. Yeah, oh, and they're the trolls in Frozen, which are kind of, like, more mythologically... Uh, yeah. Relatable. They're like the little, little dudes. They'd be like yeah. the... Like, between the two different types of trolls that split off, they're, like, the little ones who are in some... When, w- that was one thing I saw. When the they U.S. took trolls... They adopt a weird, smelly human child. Yeah. Well, when the when the U.S. took the trolls as, like, a as like a folklore pop culture concept, they became, like, those, like, toys, they became helpful and small and cute, which is kind of <laughs> funny. So, like, we like to do that to... We really do. I mean, children's media does that, too, to a lot of folklore. Yeah, I mean, uh, I really like the ones in Box Trolls. If you haven't, yeah, I really like the Box Trolls. Yeah, yeah. another uh, Leica film. If you oh, haven't like seen it. Missing Link, you should probably go see it. Support, um, support small studios. Uh, support things that aren't part of the monolithic monopoly. Yeah. Um, and uh, the ones, of course, in the F- DreamWorks film Trolls. <laughs> with yeah. Anna Kendrick and Justin T- Timberlakes. <laughs> and boy, are they a lot. Mm-hmm. But hey, I it's for children, so... <laughs> Please let children enjoy things. Yeah. Like kids, uh, like kid things. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, I think that's all I'm going to be able to come up with. I'm probably going to think of something in like an hour and be like, God dang it. But that's all right. I'll just tweet it in all caps if I think of one. But uh, yeah. that's that's all we got. So thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Stone Houses. Our next episode, thank you. if we finally get back on track, should go up Sunday, April 28th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We'll try real hard. Sorry about the last couple weeks, folks. It's been I'm not sorry. wild. I ain't um, sorry for nothing. That's fair. Uh, 
we have a coffee. If you want to throw a couple bucks our way uh, to support our show, you can find us at ko-s... Oh, wow. No, start that over. At ko com forward slash stonehousescast. Uh, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please share a show with a friend. Rate, review, subscribe. It means a ton to us, and it tells podcast hosting sites that we're worth a listen, and they'll show our show to more potential listeners. We are available pretty much wherever podcasts are peddled, and I'm still working on getting us on a couple of other sites uh, by request of a few listeners. Uh, if there's somewhere that we're not that you'd like us to be, feel free and, and uh, tag us on Twitter, and I'll see what I can do about that. Um, you can check us out at StonehousesCast on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com forward slash StonehousesCast. Thank you to those of you who have been tweeting about us or posting about our show to promote us and sharing with others. Uh, we really appreciate you getting the word out. This week's shoutouts go to T Buckmaster, Athagar Elding, Symphoria, Kate, Jerica, and Faison. Thank you. Uh, you too can post about us and tag us <laughs> you at StonehousesCast or using us for free. Or using hashtag StonehousesCast so we can see it and appreciate you and love something you personally. Love you personally the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, don't forget to vote in our swear poll on Twitter to decide the future of the <laughs> word usage of Stonehouses. Uh, that'll be up up on, on our Twitter. I'll try to link it to our Facebook too so more people have access to it. Uh, this has been Stonehouses, an amateur guide to fiction, fable, and folklore. I'm Caitlin Bruder. And I'm Laura Bernadette Meeker. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Until next time. We'll uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>